know the reason why. Hooray, hurrah, shazam, huzzah, it is I, the prince of podcasting. It's your boy Dutch. This time I'm all by my lonesome because I'm the only one that does not have a job and I have nothing better to do. This morning I popped an Adderall. I know I've, I've stated publicly that I'm not taking Adderall anymore, but I have some left over from my last prescription and I applied for jobs for approximately seven hours. So. Probably nothing will come of any of them because I'm unhirable and I'm just a troglodyte. But uh, it's, it's what I really like about applying for jobs is where you upload your resume and then directly after you upload your resume, they ask you to type everything that's in your fucking resume into little boxes. I think that's real neat and not a waste of time at all. I'd like to spend six more hours doing that. Um, uh, it's, it's very frustrating. I've worked since I was 20 years old. And uh, for the last six months, almost, I've not had a job. It sucks. I like working. Probably contrary to what some of you believe, you probably think I don't like working. Because I do come off as the type of guy that can just breeze through, but I, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's, it's fucking getting on my nerves. I don't know what to do. I wish I was smart. I wish I, I wish I could get paid to do this, but I can't even get more than 40 people to listen to this a week, so I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad. I'm Thank thank you to those who do listen. I appreciate it, and so does everyone else. Uh, I don't know that Charles appreciates it. He says he appreciates it, but he doesn't really show it. Like, I'd be willing to hug each and every one of you if I saw you. I'm not sure that Charles would. I'm really not. So if you ever see me, walk up without announcing who you are. And just give me a big old bear hug. Maybe smack me on the ass and ask me uh, ask me if I could say one of my famous catchphrases. Like, oh no, you didn't. <laughs> I want to kill myself so bad. Anyway, I was uh, just looking through some old articles that were shared to our site by me or one of the other members of the gang. And um, I'm just going to talk about them because we're probably not ever going to get to them on the regular show. As you guys know, Pillowfort Radio is a purveyor of journalistic integrity. We're nothing if not a beacon of hope in what has become a, a, a gerrymandering political journalist society that all they do is they cater to one, one side or the other, depending on which, which channel you watch or which newspaper you read. But Pillowfort Radio, it's, it truly is a pillar of journalistic integrity. So, these don't, this doesn't actually fit in with the Pillowfort Radio uh, format. So I'm just going to go ahead and read some of the uh, stuff that we haven't talked about. This is, first one starts with an article from Women's Health How to Fearlessly Navigate a Giant Penis, written by Corinne Miller. It starts out just like men, penises come in all shapes and sizes. Odds are you've seen junk at both ends of the spectrum, though it's a wee bit more intimidating to come face-to-face with a big wiener than a small one. You're preaching to the choir there, Corinne. I know as a straight man, any time I've woken up with a giant penis in my face, I've always been a little bit more frightful than hopeful. Um, it goes on to say, Sure, getting down on an oversized peen can be some women's jackpot, but for others, not so much. How will it fit, she asks. Well, Corinne, during the course of their sexual lives, most women will encounter a male partner whom they consider well-endowed. 
says certified sex therapist Kat Van Kirk, PhD. I don't trust anyone with the first name Kat, K-A-T. So what qualifies as well-endowed? According to a 2013 study published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine, I don't believe that's real, the average erect penis is 5.6 inches, so we'd reckon anything over that. Fun fact, about 15% of men have a penis over 7 inches, and 3% have one over 8 inches. That's amazing. I'm somewhere on the way underneath that spectrum. Ask your mothers. Having sex <laughs> larger than average penis can be painful. You're telling me, lady, create, create anxiety and stress and even cause vaginal tearing. What about anal tearing? You know, just because you got a big wiener doesn't mean you should be stuck in one cave. You want to go spelunking. You want to, you want to explore all the caves you can. Um, uh, vaginal training says Van Kirk, but with all of that said, it doesn't have to ruin sex. New York City sex therapist Ian Kerner, PhD, author of She Comes First, <laughs> <sighs> says who, asshole, says who. Anyway, that idiot says your vagina might be more up for the test than you think. Yeah, I mean, I was the same size I was, I am now when I was born, and my mom survived after a lot of surgery. Um, generally the vagina can accommodate a larger than average penis, he says. However, you have to be more careful. If you come across a whopper, a whopper, here's how to proceed. Acknowledge the huge elephant in the room. <laughs> what do you look at? You say, I see you. I respect you. Namaste. Don't make it a major issue. Van Kirk says you do, you don't want to embarrass the guy since he may already be sensitive about his size. If he has a huge cock, he's not sensitive about that. He's like, hey, look at my huge cock. I'm sorry my arms are tired from high-fiving all my friends all the time. <sighs> Kerner recommends saying something like, wow, that's a big penis. Let's take it slow. And then moving on. <laughs> that's from uh, that's from a Boogie Nights. Whenever uh, What's-Her-Face, the redhead chick, sees Dirk Diggler's thing the first time, she goes, wow, that's a big cock. Oh, Jesus, and he recommends that you say that to people. Anyway, you break out the lube. What you want to do, ladies, is you want to get a 55-gallon barrel of industrial lubricant. You're probably going to need it, so be willing to reach for the lube and keep it coming, says Kerner. Side note, lube equals better sex, always. Mm, I don't know about that. Thicker lubes are better in this situation because they won't be absorbed as quickly. He also says to go wild with foreplay. Like, what? What's foreplay? What does foreplay consist of? Spitting in each other's mouths? That's what I do. While lube will get you wet, foreplay can help you get a better read on his penis size and allow you to get an even more aroused, get even more aroused in the process. That makes it easier to take it all in later. Work your way up, says your mom. <laughs> Sexy time prior to penetration with his penis should include fingers or possibly a sex toy or possibly an elephant trunk. That's weird. <clears throat> Try side-by-side -side sex. Oh. Going side by side like you're on an all-terrain vehicle. Not only can you help control the rhythm in this position, you can also hold his penis, insert it, and control it like a sex toy. That's what your mom says. If he's getting too deep, never had that problem, for example, increase how much of his length that you're gripping to minimize what's going into you. <laughs> and girl on top, any move that allows you to A, take the lead, and B, keep him pretty still or ideal, as always, are you worrying about him jackhammering you and ripping a hole into your lungs? Standing positions. If you're a dude, 
If your dude has a longer penis, you might actually find his standing sex hotter since it's easier to get into and maintain, says Van Kirk and your mom. Avoid doggy style at all costs. Do not do doggy style. If his penis is on the long side, certain positions like doggy style can lead to deeper penetration, which will end up puncturing your spleen and you will bleed out from internal injuries, causing a terrible death, and it will hit your cervix. And that doesn't always feel great, though it can. Says uh, your mom, and if you uh, if you want a doing it from behind kind of vibe, she recommends reverse cowgirl so you can still control the rhythm. I always recommend reverse cowgirl that way you can shove your thumb in the girl's um, stink whistle. There, I mean that's what your mom likes. Keep your expectations in check while you. Well, you might assume that uh, sex with a big guy will lead to crazy wild orgasms. That's not necessarily the case. Sometimes men with big penises think that. That's all they need to be gratifying lover. But a big penis doesn't guarantee more orgasms, says your mom. Got all that? Now go get it, girl. I'm absolutely reading some of the comments if they have any. Give me some comments. Come on, asshole. Oh, dude, there's only one comments. Huh. This is a very helpful comment. It says, it's from Martha L. Putnam. Google Jobs. I'm making a good salary from home. $1,200 to $2,500 a week, which is amazing. Under a year ago, I was jobless in a horrible economy. I thank God every day. God's capitalized. I was blessed with these instructions, and now it's my duty to pay it forward and share it with everyone. Here is I started, comma, 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 arrow pointing to the right five times, www.homeincome60.com. Guys, go to that. Apparently, it has more helpful tips on dealing with a large wiener. Any hoozles. Um, as far as dealing with the big dick, I mean, again, consult your mothers because everyone knows that your mothers are out there just fucking jumping on hot cocks like they're trampolines. I've seen most of your mothers riding a Sibian machine on the internet. So if you're not sure what that is, look it up. You'll likely find your mother and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a perfectly natural thing for a mother to do whenever she's not breastfeeding you, you fucking baby. Vape. Any hoozle. Next. Now, here's an article that I hate, but I'm going to read it anyway. It's from healedpeople.com. And I believe it's a, it's a biblical, a healed people, healed people, biblical freedom and peace can be yours. At the top of the, it says, what is broken can be made whole. What is dirty can be made clean. Resentment can become forgiveness. What is covered cannot be healed. Not all wounds are visible, but the cross is always the place of exchange. This is great. I'm going to turn the phone sideways so I can read it here. All right. It says here, the title of the article is by David Kyle, Dr. Dr. David Kyle Foster. Uh, masturbation can be the vehicle whereby the inhibited oh the title of the article excuse me is downsides to masturbation that you may not have considered and a picture beside it is the upper half of a woman who seems to be really going in on jack sesh flicking her bean there and uh here are the downsides you may not let me get a drink of water here real quick assholes don't rush me jesus Uh, masturbation can be the vehicle whereby the inhibited person maintains their prosperity to remain self-contained and in need of no one. It deepens the trenches of loneliness, self-pity, and self-centeredness. 
Well, you're not going to hear an argument from me on that, Dr. David Kyle Foster, but I will say go fuck yourself. Are you talking to me? Was this written for me? You fucking piece of shit. <clears throat> Number two uh, of the downsides to masturbation that you may not have considered. Masturbation is turning in on oneself. A narcissistic neurosis that feeds introspection in other dysfunctional directions. This kind of inwardly focused focused life robs people of the fullness of life that Christ came to give. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Go fuck your mother, you fucking idiot. I'm pretty sure whenever I discovered, when I was 11 or 12, whenever it was, and I discovered the greatest thing on earth, I'm pretty sure if Jesus was around, he'd have gave me a really, really sticky high five. Masturbation can become number three. Excuse me. Masturbation can become a gateway for demonic strongholds to develop. <laughs> you know, I have been worshiping Satan more recently, and I did sacrifice a goat in my backyard. And after I sacrificed it, I had sex with it. So I guess I masturbated with a dead goat. Anyway, masturbation can can become a gateway for demonic strongholds to develop. And uh, this becomes more and more likely as one delves deeper and deeper into pornography and perverse sexual fantasies. This is coming from someone who's obviously never seen Dominican Poison. Let me recommend to you, Dr. David Kyle Foster, if that is your real name, check out our girl Dominican Poison. Listen to her scream, I poppy, a thousand times. And watch her twerk, watch her run along the beach in slow motion and tell me you don't feel something special. There's nothing demonic about that, you fucking cunt. Is someone here? <clears throat> My dogs are barking. Anyway, number four downside to masturbation that you may not have considered. This behavior serves to program the mind to focus on fantasy as the source of pleasure rather than the biblical model of union with one's spouse or your mother. People come to be seen as objects rather than real people. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. It is an elaborate scheme of an enemy... Of the enemy, excuse me, Satan and his demons, to keep us from learning how to be intimate with our spouse and our God. Now, wait a goddamn second. Am I, I'm, how am I supposed to be intimate with God? Like, what kind of intimacy are we expecting? Are we just going to do some light petting, some over the shirt, or some under the shirt, over the bra? Is he going to put his hands on me? Is he going to finger blast my asshole? What are we doing here with God? The fifth downside to masturbation that I may not have considered, I most definitely haven't, when someone takes the, up the practice of masturbation, they are programming themselves to turn to solutions that block or hide problems rather than solve them. This immature life pattern... Don't call me immature, you fucking cocksucker. This immature life pattern for problem solving is highly dysfunctional and is the foundation upon which is laid, <laughs> laid a lifetime of addictive behavior. Well, the only addiction I have is to dry-humping your mother's asshole. No, I'm sorry. I apologize for that. I'm not really addicted to anything, though. Hold on a second, I'm going to go scream at my dogs. What? Come on. Go. Want to go? <coughs> I wonder how my dogs would taste, because I want to kill them. All right, let's find this. I think I was on the sixth. Sixth downside to masturbation that I absolutely have not considered. Masturbation has a physically addictive side to it that serves to block pain. The chemicals that are released into brave into the brain serve to medicate pain much like any addictive drug god wants us to bring our pain to him he wants us to grow through it and receive the blessing and sharing in the sufferings of christ 
That is the stupidest fucking thing I have ever heard in my life. And yeah, sure, the, the whole thing about blocking pain might be true, but I thought the reason that God suffered, Jesus suffered and all that stuff was so we, would, we didn't have to, you fucking stupid twat. I hate you. I hate you so much. I hope, I hope none of this shit is true. I hope none of this shit in your stupid book is true, you fucking idiot. Anyway. <sighs> Downsides of masturbation, man, I've considered seven. Multi, oh, excuse me, masturbation is the taskmaster. <laughs> I thought Kevin Sullivan was the taskmaster. <laughs> masturbation is a taskmaster that demands the continual plumbing of new and more perverse depths of lust. On that treadmill, the mind is programmed to more and more highly delineated sexual fantasies, with the marriage bed can, which the marriage bed can never match. So you're saying that your wife will never get as freaky as uh, the weird freaky uh, porn that you like to watch. Normal marital relations, missionary only, become a disappointment, and the design for sex thwarted. The body also becomes programmed to achieve release quickly, which serves to frustrate the patterns of healthy sexual intercourse between spouses. Well, there's a, that's very true. Not really, but do it more than once. And then you'll, you'll last longer the second time. That's what I always do with your mom. (laughs) That one's not getting old folks. And number eight of the downsides of masturbation, you may not have considered. A clutching at the genitals by infants is often a manifestation of separation anxiety, but that same behavior in childhood is often a sign of sexual abuse or some other cause for significant internal anxiety in the child. If the child uses a mirror during the act, (laughs) that is a scenario that can result in homosexual (laughs) confusion. Homosexual confusion as the child programs their mind to associate sexual pleasure pleasure with the sight of their own body. In such cases, other factors that lead to homosexual neurosis <laughs> are probably also present, such as molestation or failure to bond on an emotional level with the same sex parent. Adolescent experimentation at puberty is normal and not a cause for alarm unless it becomes habitual. Now, it's saying that if you stare in the mirror while you're jerking your gherkin, that you'll you can possibly become gay. And that is stupid. You're supposed to love yourself. There's nothing I love more than staring deeply into my fucking blue eyes as I'm fucking losing a load, draining my main vein, emptying a clip all over a white T-shirt. And I love women. I love them so much that I can't find one that likes me. Anyway, what does the Bible say about this? One of the most prevalent rationalizations that people use in is that the Bible never mentions masturbation and that it must therefore be all right. That's what I say. Is that logical? Is child molestation all right then? Well, it does mention child molestation, you fucking dummy. There's child molestation all in the Bible. They're marrying fucking eight and nine-year-olds. It's not specifically forbidden in the Bible. How about shooting heroin? Well, no, it's not. God doesn't care if you get high. How about torturing someone? You probably shouldn't do that. It says do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Dummy. Not mentioned. You see how illogical that argument quickly... Go fuck yourself. How do we know that smoking dope is against the... It's not. Smoking dope is not against the will of God. God put it here for us to be happy if if this God exists. Jesus. We discover the answer by uncovering the principles found in Scripture, most specifically those concerning the body being the temple of the Holy Spirit and those commanding us to obey governmental authority. Okay. 
then why are you so opposed to gay marriage? Governmental authority has said that gay marriage is the law of the land. Why are you so opposed to that, that asshole? Go fuck your mother. We also know sin by the witness of the Holy Spirit within, provided we haven't quenched that witness through ongoing rebellion. And I've always had, I've had a theory for a long time that Satan, like uh, Lucifer, what was the, whichever angel it was that got cast out, Satan, whichever, well, they ended up calling him the devil, is actually the good guy in the Bible. Because he encourages you to think for yourself and think freely, and that the other side is the the conformist um, Republican, basically uh, the conformist. Everything has to be this way, whereas Satan encourages you to think for yourself and come up with your own realizations for your own life instead of everybody being a cookie cutter asshole. So if that makes me a Satanist, then I guess I'm a fucking Satanist. Hell, Satan! Hell the fuck out of Satan! Damn! And next, you know, I had to uh, stop taking that, uh, what was it, Prozac I was on? It really killed my, my wiener, man. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I couldn't uh, couldn't get myself excited. You know what I mean? It's not like there was somebody else for me to get excited for, but, you know, you got to clean the pipes every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? What about you? What about you? What about you? What about you? Over there, do you know? Hey! hey. Do you know what I'm saying? <sighs> Another drink of water. I think this one's going a lot better than the last one I did by myself. I might start doing this more often. Because um, I think everybody's just going to quit and nobody's going to come back and do the show with me anymore. So I might have to do it by myself from now on. Which is fine. Which is fine. Don't cut yourself. Don't cut yourself. Okay. Uh, this is a disturbing story. I don't know how disturbing it is, but I'm going to read it anyway. It says, can virtual sex prevent pedophiles from harming children in real life? It's from Broadly, which is a Vice subsidiary. And Vice, of course, is a friend of the show. <coughs> um, Article by Cecilia D'Anastasio. Unable or afraid to access resources like therapy and support groups, some pedophiles, 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 whatever you want to call them, insist that virtual sex with child avatars help them mitigate their desires. Professionals think it's more complicated than that. Uh, growing up, this person had always considered his tasted women particular. Short, flat-chested, youthful. The girls he uh, had liked in high school were smaller in stature, a body type he now describes as lolly-like, gross, referring to Lolita's. Two years after he graduated high school, he still felt most drawn to playfulness and youth. Parceled in the trappings of cuteness, he had never suspected he could be attracted to children. Uh, when he was 20, he first met his stepniece, who was five years old at the time, at his stepbrother's house. Cameron was slight, ha excuse me, his name is Cameron. He has slight autism, and he felt alienated from family adult conversation. When he would take his stepniece outside to play tag, so oh, excuse me, he, he felt he felt alienated. When he felt alienated from family adult conversation, he would just take his stepniece outside to play tag. Like this, they forged a connection. Eventually, Cameron offered to babysit cartoons, miniatures, and make believe pastimes that Cameron had always enjoyed. Anyway, sanctioned more substantial quality time. But as the months passed, Cameron increasingly experienced pangs of attraction. Gross when his niece. Stepniece would climb onto his back or hang off his arms. He was forced to consider 
his condition, he was attracted to a five-year-old. Now what? And this seems to be the type of person that is uh, realizes what's going on with himself and is taking steps to not act on it, which is good. But there has to be something you can do to get that out of your head. I don't know. Anyway, Cameron knew he could never force himself on a child at any age. The cost of of to his stepniece's well-being was too high. Children with a history of sexual abuse face higher, face higher rates of sub, substance addiction, suicidal ideation, and PTSD. Some research estimates that child sexual abuse victims are staggering 1,000% more likely um, to face re-victimization later in life. That is, further instances of sexual assault. Also, he says he is just morally opposed to it. So he's not going to do that. That's better than doing it, I suppose. He's, he resolved to never act on or even carelessly reveal his feelings. Although he struggled at times to maintain composure, he, re- he reasoned that his standards of behavior needed to account for his predilections. Predilections. Uh, mm, tasty. He said, I decided to keep my desires to myself. My worry of slipping up did kind of hamper attempts to carry her when she was tired. Experts at the anti-child abuse organizations like, stop it now, <laughs> argue that the most certain way for a pedophile to avoid slipping up is making sure they are never alone with a child and to abstain from fantasizing about children altogether. I, I imagine that's probably hard to do. Cameron's approach is different, although he insists it still it helps serve the same purpose. Shortly after realizing his attraction to younger children, to children, I mean, Cameron logged onto his computer where he spent most of his time and stumbled upon a few pornographic flash games on a site similar to 4chan, which is the weirdest place on the internet, I'd say. Many were Japanese exhibiting wide-eyed anime girls or lollies, he likes to call them, participating in an unfathomable range of sexual acts with a few points and clicks on each girl's tiny shape. He could control the child's movements. Scripted dialogue advanced the most basic plot arc. Schoolgirls, sisters, like this, Cameron would role-play sexual scenarios with virtual children. He soon upgraded to Morrowind, the third game in the action role-playing series, Elder Scrolls, which back in 2002 operated at the cutting edge of customization. Gamers who shared Cameron's penchant for virtual pedophilic role-play crafted and circulated special mods, unofficial additions to the game on underground forums. These mods animated non-playable characters on on the periphery of the adventure with insatiable lust for Cameron's avatar. Virtual children, some as young as three, Jesus fucking Christ, would behave as proxies for his inclinations. In the next Elder Scrolls game, Oblivion, Cameron installed a more interactive mod before removing it. Before removing a child's cloaks and peasant garb, the player had to go through motions of wooing her. In other scenarios, Cameron could win a child bride in a contest. God damn, the fuck is going on? I don't know if this is better or not, man. Jesus. In lieu of therapy, behavioral treatment, or other preventative measures, this is how Cameron attempts to manage his illicit temptations. For more than a decade, pedophiles have done this, arguing that it is a victimless platform to engage in sex with children. Some say it even acts as an outlet for their physical desires. Cameron says, I see myself and any child lover like me who wants to touch a child and then goes home and acts out in a safe virtual environment as a healthy person with a grasp on their attraction. Cameron told me over, over Lyndon's lab labs, virtual world, second life. Jesus. Apparently there, there's a forum called virtuous pedophiles that you can go on. Uh, it's for 
pedophiles who do not act on their desires. And the art, the author met another person who does this. So basically it says we need to make sure options to express true fantasies, i.e. thoughts that do not involve real children at any level remain available. You know what? If it fucking dulls the urge to fuck a kid, I say fucking have at it. It's a lot better than ruining ruining somebody's life. Who knows what happened to this guy before, or these people before that made him like that. So if they re- recognize what, what it is and they feel that engaging in weird stuff on the internet with avatars that aren't actual children makes them feel better, fucking go for it, dude. I don't give a fuck. It's fine with me. I'm moving on from that because I was starting to get weird at weirded out. I'm starting to get weird out. Because <laughs> I'm fat. I'm fat. Shimon. All right. Apparently our girl, Caitlyn Jenner, got mad at Ricky Gervais's opening to the Golden Globes. So I'm going to play some of that and see, see what it's all about. Anytime now. <laughs> Shush. Shut up, you disgusting, pill-popping, sexual deviant scum. I want to do this monologue and then go into hiding, okay? Not even Sean Penn will find me. Yeah, because Sean Penn, Sean Penn, found El Chapo here. Hello and welcome to the 73rd Annual Golden Globe Awards, live... I'm Ricky Gervais. I talk like this. I'm Ricky Gervais. With all these rich, beautiful celebrities having the time of their lives. Let's hope no one spoils that. Yeah. Relax. I'm going to try and be nice. You're global megastars with amazing talent. Most of you. A few of you just married well. (laughs) You know who you are. (laughs) We, We all do. We all do. We're live on NBC and it's right that NBC hosts this award show because they're the only network who are truly fair and impartial. And that's because they're the only network with zero nominations. So... Ooh, you got them there. Nothing in it that for them tonight. They don't care who... They don't care, obviously. But as I say, I'm going to be nice tonight. I've changed. Not as much as Bruce Jenner. Hey! Obviously. <laughs> now Caitlyn Jenner. Of course. What a year she's had. She became a role model for trans people everywhere, showing great bravery in breaking down barriers and destroying stereotypes. She didn't do a lot for women drivers, but... (laughs) You can't have everything, can you? Oh, you fucking cunts pretending like it's not funny. So, (laughs) I am going to be nice tonight, and I'll tell you why. The president of the Hollywood Foreign Press just told me that if I say anything offensive or crass or resort to innuendo, he's going to come out here and personally pull me off. So that's an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> yes. Hmm. I didn't see what was wrong with that. Katie. Anyway, here's what she had to say. He says, what are your Caitlyn Jenner's head? said Bruce Jenner's head. She became a role model for trans people everywhere, showing great bravery and breaking down barriers and destroying stereotypes. She didn't do a lot for women's drivers. Some u- some Twitter users uh, took to criticize Gervais for the joke. Ricky Gervais is back at the Golden Globes host, and it took 
about 3.2 seconds for a bigoted trash joke. Dead naming Caitlyn Jenner, three question marks. Go fuck your mother. And here's another one. Experiencing Ricky Gervais is the same experience emotionally as accidentally sitting on a wet toilet seat in a public restroom. Gervais was quick to respond to critics on Twitter over the next few days. If jokes caused, I'll just read in his voice, if jokes caused easily offended people to bleed internally, internally, I'd do more stand-up. <laughs> and he said, I'm, I made a joke about Caitlyn Jenner killing someone in her car. I'm transphobic. He's not transphobic. He, Caitlyn Jenner did kill somebody in her car. She killed a motherfucker in her car. That's not transphobic. That's her using white male privilege <laughs> to, and being rich and not being and not, not being prosecuted for it. It's textbook white male privilege. And then he went on to say, Don't offended people realize they're doing my marketing for me. And then he also went on to say, suggesting a joke about Caitlyn Jenner is automatically transphobic is suggesting that a joke about Bill Cosby is automatically racist. Snap, he got you there, motherfucker. <laughs> In an interview with the journalist at a press event yesterday, Jenner herself himself finally addressed the joke, saying, I think what I'm going to do is call the Golden Globes and see if they need a new host for next year, and we'll solve that problem. <laughs> and of course, Jenner wasn't going to let, or Gervais wasn't going to let Jenner have the final word, so he took to Twitter again. Please, please, please let her host, host the Golden Globes. Just don't let her drive. <laughs> <laughs> After retweeting an article about Jenner's response, Gervais added this punchline. He retweeted an article that says, Caitlyn Jenner breaks her silence on Ricky Gervais, and he, and he tagged it, At last, she always breaks too late. <laughs> uh, there's nothing there, folks. There's nothing to be offended about. He made a joke about a shitty driver. He didn't say anything about... Her um, being trans or whatever. My good friend and colleague and former bandmate sent me this a little while back. It's a song from a church, I believe. So let's hear that. Bobby Davidson to come out and sing. Fuck yeah, Bobby. Too long. I'm telling you, if you've never heard this song, get it, Bobby. It's gonna make a change in your life. Get it, Bobby. You singing sensation of the music. Get it, Bobby. We'd like for him to come up right now and leave the TV camera on in the whole bit. He has a way of cutting out the tapes and stuff when he's up here. We're real excited about what the Lord is doing for us. Do you hear the hiss of that? He's got Analog that, uh, fucking tape, isn't that amazing? Whatever you want to call it, set up tonight. If we have the opportunity, the audio files the out there should be really enjoying this. Come in here and film an entire program for viewing in this area. So you be in prayer with us that we can get this thing accomplished. Amen. Be many, many people that would be able to see that Shreveport has gospel That's music it was that Jeremy is still Morrison being carried on that Jeremy we have not been able to reach so far. So He's we ask you to pray with us and help us freak. in this respect. Bobby Davison and your hair's too long. Whose hair's too long? A rich young ruler came one day to ask about the narrow way. But his hair was too long. Oh, his hair was long and he couldn't be saved. No, he couldn't be saved. 
No, wait a minute. In almost all of the artist's portrayals of your Jesus Christ, he has long, flowing locks of hair and a beautiful beard and pristine white skin, which is probably not the case about the skin. He might have had long hair, might have had a beard. More than likely, he looked more like Osama bin Laden than Ted Nugent. But anyway, let's get back to this fucking wonderful song. The preacher looked at him through tears And he said your problem's on your ear If your hair's too long, your hair's too long There's sin in your heart If your hair's on your ear, your hair's on your ear There's sin in your heart There's sin in your heart Get it cut today Get it cut today And make a new start A happy glad start in glory With the tango mess up on your head. <laughs> if your hair's too long, if your hair's too long, your heart. My, my friend, oh, you started too early, Billy Joe. Not get there with your long hair. If your hair's too long, if your hair's too long, there's sin in your heart. Sin in your heart. You'll be left behind with those I fear who wear their hair up on their ear. If your hair's too long, if your hair's too long, there's sin in your heart. If your hair's on your ear, it's your probably your There's sin in your heart, get it cut today. Get it cut today and make a new start. A happy glad start in the Fear and dread with the tangled mess up on your head. If your hair's too long, if your hair's too long, there's sin in your heart. God damn, that was fucking great. I'd like to uh I'd like to implore all my musician friends out there, let's please learn this song and make a, a fucking awesome rock and roll version of it. And uh we'll make a recording of it and it'll sell millions and millions of copies all around the world. Again, every artist's depiction of the Jesus Christ, he had long hair, and you always tout how he didn't have sin in his heart so why are you telling me that if i have a sweet 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 mullet a camaro cut a kentucky fucking waterfall then there's sin in my heart go fuck yourself sorry all right um here i have a uh one of bill cosby's rape accusers her name is chloe goins she dropped a diss track and it was released after the district attorney rejected her case, a case against him. So apparently, it's only 43 seconds long, so we'll just hear what she's talking about. Hey, Bill, I guess you think you're pretty slick, huh? Making sure you drug us, thinking that we would forget ya. But we didn't, now everyone knows. You'll keep getting protested and booed out your shows. It's a trip, you kept on for all these years. Too bad your victims were women with voices to hear. It's not going away, it's time to face the facts. I can guarantee that you'll never make a comeback. Oh. India game, promise you won't be missed. Cause I'm here in the studio, cutting this disc. Rap, attack, on this hard track. Always a hit, make sure of that. Hey, hey, hey. 
Tell you what, I don't know about her rapping skills, but she's a pretty hot piece. I'll tell you that right now with no reservation. I do want to read some of the comments from this because I got it from World Star Hip Hop and they always have the best comments. Are there comments? Come on, guys. Let's do this. Yeah. <clears throat> Says this kid wasn't even born when shit was going down. You so dumb. If the shit was real, your lawyer would have made, would have told you from the jump to not say a word. To no one, not make a Mickey Mouse flop songs. Whoever mastered this track needs to shoot themselves. Peace. And then the next comment says, boy, hell nah, bitch, sit down. Damn, she made a diss track faster than Meek Mill. This bitch, bitch roasting for attention. LOL, that nigga ain't do nothing. Motherfuck hoes. I just saw my girlfriend on, on hosebook.com. Fuck you. Really, pink bitch? But he wasn't even in the state. Too bad they let her in the studio. Ooh. <laughs> Bill was telling these hoes, look, either we fucking or I'm fucking. <laughs> That's terrible. I love it, though. Anyway, that was that was good. Here's another one I found that is pretty disturbing. It's a guy uh, confessing to sexually molesting children and never getting caught. But he found Jesus, so everything's fine now. This is this is real. I'm Roy and Betty. 5709 Memorial Boulevard, Jacksonville, Florida. That's his address. I am 56 years old. At the age of 10 to 12 years old, I was in restrooms, businesses, and I was sexually assaulted by the homosexual community. Okay, hold on. He says he was sexually assaulted by the homosexual community. And he says he's 50-some, so when he was 10 through 12... That would have been in the early 70s, I imagine. And the entire homosexual community assaulted him. The entire homosexual community assaulted him. That would be at least a million homosexuals assaulted this man. So on off the bat, I'm feeling his pain. I'm going to let him continue. Because that was at the time, you know, as kids, we're looking for love and attention. A lot of times we get it from the wrong people. At that time... I was in the restroom, didn't know any better. I'm like a typical kid. I had a problem with my zipper, couldn't get it unzipped. God says, can I help you? I'm sure. You know, oh, you know, God. Why not? You know, I got to go to the bathroom. Didn't think anything in those times. I entered into the life of home. So he said he had a problem with his zipper. He couldn't get it unzipped. And I got in the bathroom, asked if he could help him. He said, sure. Okay. Let's... Yeah, I guess that could happen. I'm not going to doubt that. I believe you. I entered into the life of homosexuality and did the same thing. Because that's what I thought life was all about. Going into bathrooms and places and businesses and sexually assaulting kids. Because that's what I thought. Unfortunately, that was not the way it's supposed to be. You're not supposed to go into public restrooms and stuff. I learned that later in life. 19, June 19, 1985, I found out that was not acceptable. So he started sexually assaulting children himself and did so until June 19, 1985, when she would have been in his 20s or 30s. 
Probably his twenties. Yeah. And then on June nineteenth, he found out that wasn't what it was all about. I guess I don't know. I don't. I, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I never went to jail. I never went to jail. I did most of my life sexually assaulting kids. I never went to jail because of why? Kids believe me that hey, this is all, you're all right, son. This is not a problem. Okay. This happens in the homosexual lifestyle. Okay, over and over. It's been happening for years. The reason I say back in June 1985, I realized that was not the acceptable answer. I became a born again child of God, and God set me free from that lifestyle. Amen. Yes. We'll have no demonstrations. Thank you. And I have ministered to people and taught them that this is not an acceptable lifestyle. And if this bill does pass, Unfortunately, it will become more acceptable than what it is now. Now, what what he was up there speaking about was, I think, a bill in Florida about um, allowing people that are transgendered to go into the restroom of their choosing, which I don't have a problem with because if I don't, I just don't have a fucking problem with it. It's stupid. It's stupid that you care, but whatever. Okay. And he said that uh, he thinks that the, the the people who are going to molest children in those restrooms, like he did, and he's never been punished for, that guy can go fuck himself, he can go fuck his mother, he can, I don't know, I don't know. I'll see what the comments are like on this one. Somebody says, I want to kill him, fucking bastard. How the fuck are you going to bring God into it, you sick motherfucker? Karma going to hit him hard in prison. If you're trying to get laid, bro, just hit up bangsearch.net. You'll be, you'll, pr- you'll probably be able to have a hoe over to your spot within a few hours. <laughs> just like the cracker was busting nuts on drugged up patients, they sick and always pointing the finger. Every time any other race does something, it's blown up. But these racist pedophiles get overlooked. We, we all know what they're capable, capable of. I'm not worried about any Muslim. My ancestors were hung and tortured by gray cave dwellers. Exactly why I never let my kids go anywhere by themselves. My son, my son pissed. He still got to go to the women's restroom with me. <laughs> Twenty-seven years old, lady. <laughs> anyway, how much time? I've done fifty-two minutes all by myself. You know what I'm gonna do? We'll do something weird. I'm calling my mom. There it is. Hello, Emmy. Yeah. What are you doing? Nothing. What's going on? Absolutely nothing. I'm recording my show, and I just decided to call you because I don't, I'm, I don't have anything else to talk about. Okay. I don't have nothing. What do you do? It's 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 15 after 4 right now on Monday, the, the 18th. Mm-hmm. What are you getting ready to do? I don't know. You're getting ready to go to bed. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't want to say that, honey. I know. But <laughs> I go to bed about five thirty. Five thirty. Okay. Yeah. How many yeah. dog? How many dogs do you have now? Four. Four. You on, you're down to four. Just I'm a, down to four. Just a few months ago, you had six, right? <laughs> Which? <sighs> yes. How close? Are you want to know the truth? What? I only have two. And Nathan has two. No. No. (laughs) They're fighting. 
They're fighting. They know I'm on the phone. <laughs> I have Millicent and the little demon. Jasper. We've talked about Jasper before on the, on the show. Yeah. Okay, I have those two. Um, Jack, the, the pit, was sort of brought home to me. Well, that's, well, I mean. And Maggie ca- is not mine. Yeah, well, I mean, she stays there, though. Yeah, she's a resident. <laughs> she's not your dog. She's she just she's just a dog that lives with you. Yes, she has her own bedroom. <laughs> I don't even and have my own bedroom bed. there anymore. And she has her own bed. Hmm. Sp- and, um, yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. That's exciting as it gets uh, up here. Are you going to get more dogs? Are you contemplating that right now? Oh, there's one. You're thinking about? At the shelter? Yeah. There's one, and if I dye its hair black oh. or brown, it'll look just like uh, Ellie Mae. Oh. Yeah, there's one down there that's blonde. It looks just like Ellie Mae. Is it older or medium age? Uh, no, I've just I've just seen her on... Oh, it doesn't say all day long. him. Oh, it's a boy. If it, yeah, if it wasn't a him... I would have already had him, her, but it's a him. Why do you care if it's a boy or a girl? Because the leg lifting up to pee? You don't want to know. If you're recording this, you don't want to know. Oh, because the humping? Because... I talk about yeah, way worse no, stuff. No. Okay. Oh, I don't. They mark everything. Little boys. Yeah. If they weren't fixed. See, Jasper was older when we got him. The little demon, he was probably five. And he marks everything. Yeah. You should get cats. To keep the other dogs. Okay, when hell freezes over, how's that? You should just get rid of all the dogs and just have cats. No. You're crazy. They think. You're a lady. You can't be a crazy dog lady. I'm a... Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. I choose not to be a crazy, creeping cat lady. God, I don't like cats. Why not? I used to have a cat. Well, we've had a couple, but... And she got ran over by a car, and you guys said she ran away... Why? And I had a, I was traumatized yeah. by it. I talked about my stupid little black cat every day at school until my teacher had to call you and tell you that I was going through something. And that's when you guys got me and a that's dog. How we, that's how we got my Yeah. Yeah, she said that you were um, having issues and we needed to get an animal. And I didn't want another cat because I knew I wouldn't let it in. So we got nothing. I said I had forgotten that. Yeah, I was... Having some sort of traumatic issues. That's probably why I don't trust anybody anymore. Yeah. I spent yeah. Uh, something like six hours this morning doing uh, filling out job applications online. That was fun. Good. Yeah, it was great. A lot of fun. What I do like... I, you I, get a, huh? Did you get a call back on the brain? Call back on what? The brain surgery. No, the... the <laughs> you know what? They don't offer on the job training for brain surgery. They won't let me oh, do they it. Don't. They will not let me do it. <laughs> I, they won't even let me have a fucking interview. Do you believe that? I cannot believe that. <laughs> but I, I ranted about I this. I ranted about this earlier. I uh, you upload a resume to almost every site, and then directly after you upload the resume, it basically asks you to type out your fucking resume again in different little boxes. And it made me want to kill okay. myself. I hated it. I, 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 I get, it makes me so freaking mad. Well, you have to do it to get I'm out a, there. I, I'm a white man in America. I don't have to do anything. 
you have to when, live, die, and pay taxes. When's all this? When's all this white privilege going to kick in? Where's my white check that they're supposed to send me every month? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm voting for Trump. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I know you're not voting for Trump. I showed you that video of him making fun of you. I vote. Well, there's uh, ain't none out there to vote for. You're not vote, any you, out there to vote for. <laughs> you, got, you got embarrassed because you said ain't none. <laughs> uh, no. You, look up Bernie I Sanders. I think you'd like Bernie. I don't get into that. I just. Do I need to bring bat, Dad back to life so he can tell you who to vote for? No, we voted for <laughs> who we wanted to. <laughs> All right. Well, I. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um. What? Well, when's our doc? We have a doctor's appointment. Me and my mom go to the same doctor because it's a sliding scale clinic, and. uh they let me go to the doctor for basically free. I'm getting you have a, to go to. I'm getting a pap smear this week for some reason. Um, <laughs> that was a joke. The card is. Will you listen to me and shut your oh, mouth? God damn it! We're on my show. You know that? Oh, will you please listen to me? <laughs> okay. That's okay, hard. your card. The card's in the car. I think it's uh, Friday, the twenty second, but I don't know what time. I, th- I think it's at eleven thirty. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if they'll. Snowstorm. I'm gonna see if they'll put me back on Adderall. Yeah, that would be good. No, it, it, you don't like it, and Chris didn't like it, but it. Well, he didn't like it either. He well, said you shouldn't be on it, but. What? Who the hell is he to uh, tell me how to be healthy? Have you seen him? He's 33 years no, old. and He has a walker. Other. Well. He, he, he looks like he needs help getting up and down. And I don't think he has any sort of ailment. I just think he's a tub of guts. I bet he can't wipe his ass. Well. You can ask him, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, All right. Well, I'm going to let you go to bed, I suppose. I will, I'm just going to go in there and get warm. It is pretty goddamn cold, huh? It's a little bit chilly, yeah. Well, yeah, especially when you got to walk a freaking dog. <laughs> Ten pounds of gal defense. Hey, at least you don't have to walk yeah, Jack, have- the 70-pound pit bull. Uh, no, I don't have to, no. At he least- doesn't attempt to... I, he doesn't, he will jump the front gate, but he won't jump the, what do you call it, the fence gates. He can jump them, he just won't yeah, do he, it. Well, he's afraid of fences, because you remember when you first got him, you beat him with a fence? You beat him with a piece of fence, and the, he's afraid to go near them now? He's not afraid of I a, did not beat he's, he's not. He's, I did. <laughs> he's not afraid of a wooden gate. He's afraid of the steel gate, so he won't even go near it. It's actually a good strategy. Oh, I don't know. He is afraid of them, because I know what happened. I had him tied up. Uh, from a long chain, and he jumped the side case. Yeah, there's a short one. Yeah, and he, and got he jumped. Hung. He, he almost hung himself. Stupid animals! I don't understand why people are yeah, suffering that, animal rights. That's what happened. He didn't realize he was tied up. Yeah. All right. But now he won't do that. Okay. Okay. How All right. Do you want? Huh? Oh. Tell everybody out there in Pillow Fort Radio Land hello. Hello, Pillow Fort people. Tell them to kiss your fucking ass. I don't say these words. Okay. <laughs> All right, mommy. I love you. I will see you soon. Love you too, baby boy. Bye bye. See you Friday. Friday. Bye. That was my mother. You can ask pretty much anybody. She's probably the greatest person to ever walk the face of the earth. All those stories they told you uh, in uh, in um, church about Jesus—they're about my mom. She's the best. She's the greatest person. All your all of your mothers. I know you guys think they're great, but they're just. Pieces of shit compared to Emily Underwood. All right, guys, I'm done.
somehow I've made an hour out of this. I'm very proud of myself. Thanks for listening. Tell everyone you know to listen to this so I can make this my job. So I don't have to start selling my sweet, sweet penis on the side of the road for for pennies on the dollar of what it's worth, to be quite honest. Not even joking. I'm going to go out with a very sad song. Uh, you know, no, I'm not. I'm going to go out with Chin Up, Cheer Up by Ryan Adams from the album Heartbreaker from 2001, I think. Or 2000, it's one of those. All right. No, it's not from Heartbreaker. What the fuck am I talking about? It's from Demolition. All right, guys. Thanks very much. Uh, tell everybody to listen. Follow us on Twitter at Pillowfort Radio. Follow me at Dutch Underwood. Um, I love you and goodbye. Dirty summer rain Moonlight on the cars Parking single file The bars With the thick and rosy smoke Weaving its busted hand Bringing you down Can't bring you down Bringing you down Can't bring you down Bringing you down Can't hear the sound Run through the river Yeah.